0: Hi, I'm Zohara with The Soloist, conversations on soul, music, education, life, and many things in between, the places we meet in soul. So let's talk about competition. We all know the word, we know the meaning, and we have different views of the concept. As a pianist, educator, and a teacher trainer, I come across competitions quite a lot. In the music field, people are competing from a young age in various competitions. There are the local competitions, state competitions, national competitions and international competitions. There are more prestigious ones and the less known ones. Many schools initiate competitions in various forms and under different names. They are regarded as talent competitions, In inverted comma. No talent shows, but talent competitions. This means that only one or some are chosen as the talented ones. And what about the others? A big question mark. It has brought me to reflect on the topic of competitions for quite some time now. And I'd like to share these reflections with you. So let's inquire together what competition is about. The dictionary gives us these definitions. One, the activity or condition of striving to gain or win something by defeating or establishing superiority over others. Two, an event or contest in which people take part in order to establish superiority or supremacy in a particular area. Three. The person or people over whom one is attempting to establish one's supremacy or superiority. The opposition. As a society, we are conditioned and trained to constantly compare and compete. Competition is based on comparing one with another. Comparing that might look like this. I want to be as beautiful as... Added the name. I want to be as wealthy as, add the name. I want to be as famous as, I want to be as wise as. Or it might sound like, why can't I be like him? Or why can't I have what she has? Our culture is grooming us to be envy. We are raised to be individualistic from a very young age. We are getting the message that life, like a pie or a cake, has only so many pieces in it. That means that if somebody else has success, or beauty, or wisdom, or anything else, it leaves less for me or for you. In other words, there's never enough for everyone. There will never be enough for everyone. And thus, instead of living in abundance, we are shown and thrown into a scarcity mentality that penetrates deep into many areas of our life. When we look at the definition in the dictionary, dictionary which I just read, the words that stick out are superiority, supremacy, defeat, opposition. I'll just say them again. Superiority, supremacy, defeat, and opposition. If these are the words that describe competition, doesn't it tell us something? Doesn't it make you wonder, rethink, reevaluate? We don't compete with someone, we compete against. Someone. If there is a winner, there will be losers. If there are a few winners, there will be many more losers. When we look at people competing, we judge them only by the result of the competition. That means that you compete on a very specific thing, like speed of running number of correct answers, best playing, best drawing, best cooking, best body, etc. Yes, you can measure speed and numbers, but can you really judge art? Can you really judge beauty? Competition measures and judges a specific thing while failing to see the whole person. It ignores their history, their full story, the circumstances that brought them here, the struggles and achievements to overcome them. And here is the big question. In order to prove that you are good at something, do you need to step over someone else? Do you need to defeat someone? Do you need to be in opposition to another? My main concern is children's competitions and the message children get by attending them. I heard many times people saying, "Um, I just want to give my child an opportunity to perform. I'd say to this, why would you use competition as an opportunity to perform? Competition is aimed to show whose ability or talent is better or the best and that's decided by one person or a handful of people we call panel. People would say, we are not doing it in order to win, but just for the experience. I'd say to this, do you really know what the child feels in the depth of his heart? Can you really feel the hidden message, the hidden message your child gets by competing with another? Do you really know the scars that will show up, if lucky, later in life? What's in the message you give children by sending them to music competitions, art competitions, and other competitions? Not all children like to compete. And I've been fortunate, very fortunate, that most of the students and parents I've worked with saw competition, usually, the same way that I did. I am not sending my students to music competitions. But every now and then, I had a parent coming and saying, "Mm, my friend's son is competing in such and such competition. I'd like my son to go there too. Just for the experience, again, this phrase. My usual response was two. One, share my opinion and view on competitions. Two, say that I don't encourage it, but I will not stand in the way of a family or a child and will do my job as a teacher to provide the best teaching for the child to reach a level of mastery. An interesting thing happens in many of these occasions. The children won a trophy or another reward. The joy was short-lived, as usually. In rare occasions, they went to another competition. Most of them did not. Their conclusion was the same. They said, so what if I won? It's not fun to see others being disappointed or envy at us. It's not fun to see others being disappointed or envy. I guess I don't have to tell you how delighted I was to hear it. I felt that these children will grow to become people of noble hearts. They will not see joy where others lose So, if we want children to show and share their talents, if we want to celebrate their achievements, we should provide performance opportunities. Concerts for musicians, exhibitions for artists, theater and plays for actors, not competitions. The Darwinian theory of survival of the fittest has no place here. I have met many children and people who don't seem to be the fittest they don't look to be the fittest they don't look like the fittest and yet they possess gifts and talents that carry their own signatures i would want them to i would not want them to fall under the hammer of an adjudicator or jury and i find it really interesting that it's called a jury. Dr. Shinichi Suzuki, a great philosopher, musician, and educator, who founded the Suzuki Talent Education Method, said on competition, quote, in the world of education, every precaution is taken and used over extensively to make sure to not foster inferiority or superiority in children. Yet, it seems like such a ridiculous situation and problem that the adults who are teaching this are themselves living in a world of inferiority and superiority. End quote. The topic of superiority and inferiority is also discussed by Ichiro Kishimi and Fumitake Koga in their book The Courage to Be Disliked. Let me quote some of teaching of the teachings from there. If there's competition at the core of a person's inter- interpersonal relationship he will not be able to escape interpersonal relationship problems or escape misfortune. At the end of competition, there are winners and losers. Competition leads to victory and defeat, and from there to inferiority and superiority. One is constantly comparing oneself to others. I beat that person or I lost to this person. Inferiority and superiority complex are extension of it. Sooner or later, you start seeing the other as your enemy. When we are in competition, we never have peace. We don't want to be losers, so we always have to keep winning. We can't trust other people. While building or working towards success, living in competition prevents us from feeling happy while we do it." End quote. And then there's the other side of competition. Say you're of someone for having something that you'd like to have, and then you get it. It's less meaningful if other people have it too. In his book, Lost Connection, Johan Hari writes: We are trained to think that life is a fight for scarce resources, even if it's for something like intelligence, where there's no limit on how much human intelligence can grow across the world. If you become smarter, it does not mean another. Sorry, it does not make another less smart but we are primed to feel that it does. So if, for example, I play the piece or write an article, and at the same time someone that I envy writes a good article, I feel defeated in spite of the fact that these are completely different articles. End quote. So there we go. We find ourselves living between feeling envy and trying to make Others feel envy. So am I saying that that comparing is always a bad thing? No, that's not what I'm saying. Let's explore. When I look at someone who has something that I'd love to have, it might hint that I have it hidden in me, deep within me. I might not be aware of it. It's called a golden shadow. Meeting this person makes me project on him this hidden part. It evokes this part in me. Let's take an example. Let's say that you've never... You've never experimented, not in your adult life, you've never experimented in drawing or painting. At the same time, whenever you come across a piece of art or a person who draws or paints, you feel this pinch in your belly. You want to be like her, like him, like them. This might hint that deep inside you, there is a talent hidden. There is something that you had, you owned from a very young age. Maybe you you were even born with this. But um, due to circumstances of your family, your immediate family, your large family, your culture, it's not something that has been really appreciated by the environment. They wanted another future for you. So you hid it. You were hiding it all the way. And this has become your golden shadow. And then you come across this person that demonstrates these talents that you have hidden and you want to be like them. This can serve as an inspiration. Inspiration is different than competition. We are inspired by someone or something. It triggers us to become better. It pushes us to go beyond the way we see ourselves or we know of ourselves. We might call it competing with ourselves, thriving to be better than we were yesterday, to become close to one's greatness, to be driven by an inner whisper that says, you are more than you think you are. You are more than other people think of you. A voice that says, you can do better Better than you did today. Better than you did yesterday. You can do better every day. Today, be a better person than you were yesterday. That you were yesterday. Not better than John or Sarah. Develop. Expand. Grow. Explore. This drive that motivates us to become better musician, better musicians, a better husband, a better wife, a better parent, a kinder person than we were up to now. So, in my eyes, there is a solution uh, to the question of uh, competition. And one of them is competing against inverted comma against oneself becoming better every day. The other one is competing between the inner parts. As the following parable says, a grandfather tells his grandson, you know, my child, inside each of us, there are two wolves. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, be- Benevolence. I never know how to pronounce it, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thinks about it for a a minute and then asks his grandfather, grandfather, which wolf wins? And the grandfather replies, the one you feed. It's important that we acknowledge all the different parts in us. And we don't even always have to call them or define them as good and bad. The important thing is that we acknowledge them. So then we can choose which one we want to feed, which one we want to enhance. So that's the other competition, if you might, between these inner parts. As Kishimi and Koga say in their book, it's only when we take away the lenses of competition and winning and losing that we can begin to correct and change ourselves." End quote. I constantly reflect on the world I want to see and live for the future generations, for our children, grandchildren, and the generations that will come after them. In this world that we are creating right now, I would like to see a world with no competition. I'd like to see a world where people feel joy in the success of others and express it. I like to see how children and people do not measure themselves by others, but share their own gifts, their unique gifts. I dream a society that relies on the talents and abilities of each member and does not support or need competitions. The sharing of talents, the sharing of the gifts. In love, the more you give, the more you have. The more you share your talent, the more you thrive. Because abundance is abundant. There is a story told of Zusha, the great Hasidic master who lay crying on his deathbed. His students asked him, him, Rebbe, why are you so sad? After all the mitzvahs, the good deeds you have done, you will surely get a great reward in heaven. I'm afraid, said Rebbe Zusha, because when I get to heaven, I know God is not going to ask me, why weren't you more like Moses? Or why weren't you more like King David? But I'm afraid that God will ask, Zusha, why weren't you more like Zusha? And then what will I say? End quote. So in answer to your question, the Talmudic statement that nobody will ever be as good as Moses means that nobody again will have the same potential. But you can maximize that which you do have. Life is not a competition against anyone but yourself. May you be granted with the strength and clarity to be yourself and share it with the world. If you like this episode or this, op- this podcast, please share it with your friends or send them the link. And if you have a minute and you can put some comments or rating, Uh, in iTunes, I will be very grateful as it helps me to keep this podcast alive and reach more people. Be safe, be well, and lots of love.